Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, barbecuers of all ages, Cowboy Cav here welcoming you to the Man Meat Barbecue Show with your host, Mikey K. Man Meat Barbecue is brought to you by Myron Mix and Smokers. Are you a caterer, a competitor, a barbecue enthusiast? Myron Mixon has the smoker for you. Check out all their styles at MyronMixonSmokers.com. And don't forget to tell them Mikey K sent you. Do you enjoy this podcast, our blogs? Well, join our growing community of friends over on Patreon and help support your favorite barbecue podcast. Also, don't forget to check out our YouTube page for lots of videos on different styles of barbecue, different recipes, and the entrepreneurship of barbecue. And now, here's your host, Mikey K. With Bob from Grill Blazer. Um, if you guys don't know what it is, it is a new charcoal starting grill gun. It, it's it's a pretty cool little um, apparatus. I'll use that use that as the word. But um, make sure you go check it out. It's Grill Blazer, all one word on Instagram. Also GrillBlazer.com. Um, Bob, thanks for coming on the show and hanging out with us and chatting barbecue. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity to get to talk to uh, your listening audience. Um, so I'm an engineer. I've been in uh, doing engineering for uh, longer than a lot of people have been alive. I've uh, got f- you know, four decades of product design and um, manufacturing experience and business development. And I, I decided... Oh, uh, about a year ago, a uh, little, bu- little bit before that, uh, as December of, um, I guess it was 2017, I guess. Yeah, 2017 to um, create a product, and, you know, all my own, not, and quit doing work for other people and making, uh, having them make money. I decided to design something to myself and um, see where it would go. And one of the things that I enjoy doing, I love doing, is I love to um, barbecue grill uh, and smoke with an offset smoker. And um, for oh, 15 years or so, I've been lighting a charcoal grill and cooking every week for my family. Every uh, That's a Sunday evening thing that we do. And I light my charcoal grill with a torch, you know, a, a real high-powered torch. Light the charcoal, light the grill, get it all hot, and uh, cook. And I've been doing it with, you know, various and sundry weed burner torches that I, that you can buy at a hardware store for for years. And and nobody's ever kind of caught on to the idea. I mean, there are a, there are a, a number of us that you can uh, find on YouTube, that sort of thing, that like to do that. But it's not a thing. It's not something you can go to Lowe's and, and buy a grill starting torch. And I thought, well, I'm an engineer. If I'm ever going to have one, I ought to figure out what it ought to ought to be. So I started asking uh, questions of family and friends and stuff and said, what, what that, what would it look like? And, you know, what I ended up with is what you see if you go to grillblazer.com. It's, that's, that's a, as far as I'm concerned, it's really cool. I mean, all you do is, is, um, is you go and you find out that it's a torch, a high powered 400,000 BTU plus torch that um, you, you use to 
start your charcoal grill. I mean, you could you can start your charcoal grill with a weed torch, as I've done for over a decade, and other people have done for four decades. But um, now you can do it and have fun with it. And it's, <laughs> it's, it, it's just a it's a real cool looking torch. It looks like a pistol. So if you if you you can look at it easy, either a gun that shoots fire or a torch that looks like a gun. However you want to look at it. Yeah. Which, whichever way you want to look at it. Now, That's when, right. you, when you were kind of get, getting into, you know, designing this and you were starting to kind of play with prototypes and play with ideas, was this the first kind of thing you thought of was to go with, with the way it looks now? Or did you have an earlier design and then kind of change to where you're at right now? Well, uh, it it didn't take um, much for me to figure out that the ergonomics of standing in front of a grill and and holding a torch work better if you're holding an object that looks like a that that has the same shape as a gun, and so I could I first thought of just basically a bent pipe torch like you could buy you know something that's shaped more um, friendly for the notion of standing there and easily spraying fire on your grill instead of holding your arms awkwardly and spraying it with a, an aluminum or a steel torch that is straight, a wand torch, maybe it's 30, maybe it's 40 inches long. It's really ungainly to work with tied to a 20 pound tank. It, it had to be bent like a gun, (laughs) excuse me there. And if I, and if I had to have it bent like a gun, um, why would people be interested in doing that? I mean, what set, what's the differentiator? And so I thought, if if I'm going to have people want to buy mine instead of buying just a regular wheat torch, it has to it has to appeal to them. And and you know, boys and their toys. Uh, yep. Nothing quite <laughs> like guns, and nothing quite like fire. And I just kind of married the two. And the way I went about designing it was saying, okay, it needs to look like a gun, and it needed to be a high-powered torch. How do I put those together safely? What all does it need to have? What are the attributes that it's got to have? So I made a list of them, and there are, you can read them all on the website if you're interested in the technology of it. But I just had to make a really high-quality torch that people would enjoy using, show off to their friends, it wouldn't burn up in a few months or actually in a few weeks. Any weed torch that you use, if it's self-lighting, yeah, it's going to burn up. And there are reasons for that. They're, they're designed uh, as ex- inexpensively as possible to sell as cheaply as possible. And I didn't want that. I wanted something that you would own and you'd enjoy using. And um, it would be durable and you could use it for a decade. So. Yeah. So it had to look like a gun. That's one of the first things. And, you know, when I first mentioned it to my uh, one of my sons-in-law, he said, it's got to look like a gun. So then I, I pulled out my uh, forty-five and laid it on the counter in front of me, and I said, okay, now what? So I started to design it and um, you know, built torch elements into a pistol. And so that's how it ended up looking like it did. So it didn't really take on a life anything other than what you see today. So it, does the trigger have any – is it just for show or does it actually play a role? Yeah, the trigger is actually the igniter. So okay. the, when you – if you look at the, the uh, grill gun, it's got a red knob on the top. That's a valve, and it's a, it's a gas flow valve 
And so you connect it to pressurized propane. Uh, you know, like the little uh, Coleman or Benzomatic um, one-pound tanks. Or you, the grill gun's sold with a, an adapter hose, so you can use it like I do, attached to a 20-pound propane tank. So you've got pressurized propane that you control the the velocity of the propane through with that red knob on top. So you yep. you crack it open so there's just a little bit of propane flow, and you pull the trigger and release it. Just you know, click it like you're firing a, a bullet, and it'll light the torch. So then you can adjust the gas flow by adjusting the knob on top. If you turn it to the left, or I guess that's counterclockwise, it'll the flame will go up and uh, turn it back to the right. You know, it'll diminish until it's off. Now, the handle is another squeezed valve. It's a bypass valve. So uh, if you watch one of the videos on the website, you'll see me pulsing the flame. It's really handy. The grill gun is, 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 is a torch. You can use it like any other weed torch or roofing torch or anything else that's available on the market, but it's designed really to be convenient for using on your grill. So just today I was out in the yard uh, spraying weeds, you know, killing weeds with it like I would a weed torch. And so I just have the flame on low and I walk up to a weed and I pulse it and, um, you know, flame up the weed instead of having to uh, adjust with a knob. So you've got two ways to control the flame on it. But the trigger itself is just how you light it. And now what were some of the – like when you were kind of designing and, and doing this, what were some of the the unexpected kind of hardships that you fell into or unexpected um, kind of being like, oh, shit, I really got to figure that out? Um, well, the torch is a design for lighting the – so I made this list of things that it needed to have in order to be a grill gun, to be the torch, the be-all, end-all torch. And the hardest thing was to come up with a way to light the torch that was not going to burn up. And um, so I, that's, since that's never been done before, um, I had to figure out how to do that. It was kind of an unexpected requirement that I needed to have. Because all grill torches, the, the methodology of lighting it is, is you have some sort of a spark that has to um, be presented to the flowing gas in order to light it. But in all of them, that mechanism for sparking and flowing the gas is also in the gas flow. So therefore it's under the heat of the flame. And so what happens is over time, and it's not a very long amount of time, you know, weeks, you're um, it's all metal and it's in the flame and it just melts. And, um, that wasn't going to be a successful design to uh, build a really cool uh, gun torch. And then, you know, three weeks into it, you pull the trigger and it quits working. Um, yeah. So that was unacceptable. So I had to figure out how to do that. I think uh, I think a lot of uh, – there's a lot of tor- tor- like weed torches out of the market that do have the self-igniter. And it just – it doesn't – it ignites, you know, uh, 15 times maybe. Oh and yeah, then, and then it'll... nobody owns a weed torch that that expects the life and the uh, the spark igniter to keep working. You always have to buy the little 
um, sparker that you hold out in front of the flame and light it that way because that are you using like a, a torch lighter to light it in front of it so it doesn't right. go out and <laughs> and so you know you hear horror stories all the time about well not horror stories but I mean just people singeing their arm here and that sort of stuff when lighting yep. the torch because that's how they worked and I thought you know I have to come up with something that it's on my list it's got to be done and I. Uh, it, it's 100% guaranteed it will not burn up. It will always work. So how and long... You won't find how, another torch. To, how long did you kind of work on it and kind of... Uh, I guess the word I'm looking for is kind of not necessarily shoot in the dark, but like how long did you kind of uh, work on it and then go, okay, this doesn't work. It, we're going to change this. How long was this in the making? Well, it was lengthened a little bit because although I'm an engineer, I'm an electrical engineer, and I've done a lot of mechanical uh, design work in the past, but I've always had engineers who work for me who did the mechanical design work. But uh-huh. I, I'm kind of on my own now, and I so I, I taught, I, I've always employed engineers who I sent to school, and they learned the tools of the trade, but I never had to learn them because... You know, I'm the boss. Uh, so, so anyway, I had to um, pick a 3D modeling piece of software and learn it, and uh, and then design it because I I didn't know what it looked like, and the first time I saw it was in virtual space. I mean, that's how I prototyped it, is I created it virtually, so I could look at it and I could show it to people and say, "What do you think of that?" And then yeah. I had to buy a, um, I had to do some research on 3D printers and, and buy a, a high quality SLA 3D printer and start making parts so that when I took it out of the computer and held it in my hands, it would look like it did in the computer. And so that process from the time I, I decided to start making you know, that I needed to make one to the time I actually was holding one in my hand was about five months. And um, so that took uh, you know, took that length of time, but that was exciting because I was creating something that had never been done before and um, solving all the uh, mechanical design issues that uh, I I presented to myself, you know, by making a list of must-haves in order to make the best quality torch you can buy, I had to figure out how to do them all. And so, um, so I, I was holding him, uh, holding a grill gun in my hand for the first time in February of 20, no, in, uh, May of 2018. And I said, I, you know, my wife, my, my friends and stuff, they said, you got a real deal here. Now, what are you going to do? So, that's when the rest of my my business acumen for uh, you know four day four decades of being in business yeah, came into play. So I had to had to then figure out where to get it manufactured because I figured this is the kind of thing that's going to take off and really uh, a lot of people are going to like it. And I have to be able to make you know I can't do them in my garage. I can't make them one at a time. I have to be able to handle a high high volume manufacturing. So uh, I had the experience manufacturing all over the world. And so I had to tap into contacts that I have and, and how, how I was going to get that done. And I'm kind of a one man show doing it all myself and 
where am I going to you know bring on extra support for marketing and sales? Um, so it's it's been quite an adventure getting to this point, um, and all of it is uh, it's all difficult because I'm I'm individually responsible for all aspects of business from the design to the sales. And um, I've been trained it's for a lot. that. I mean, I, I know how to and do it. It's still it's still a lot for one person to uh, kind of bite off and chew. It, it it's just so much work, and I do oh, I yeah. totally understand it. Yeah, uh, initially, in order to do something uh, with the expensive tooling that is associated with it, um, we're, you know, we're talking about a lot of money. And yeah. I first started going out and looking for investors. <clears throat> Well, the biggest problem with finding investment capital is when you make something like a torch, a gun that shoots fire, it really scares people that have money. <laughs> that makes sense. They don't want to see, they don't realize that uh, no matter what you make, you're, you're going to, yeah. you're, you're going to run into people who are going to hurt themselves with it, whether it's a rolling pin or a pressure cooker or... Um, you know, rake or whatever you're going to do. People are going to injure themselves. So you make a, a, a tool that looks like a gun and it shoots fire. It just lights people's eye up if they're, if they're of that ilk. You know, if, you, if you're a guy who really likes fire and guns, this is for you. Um, yeah. And it's not for an investor. And so... I ended up taking the route of uh, really just needing to go to the people who want it uh, with crowdsource funding and um, see if I couldn't come up with the capital that it takes to uh, launch it in that manner. So that's something else I had never done before, crowdsource funding. That's, uh, you, you know, Kickstarter is yep, yep. Uh, is a probably the most well-known uh is is that what you, you guys that's what you guys use correct you guys used kickstarter right. yeah okay now when you were when you were first kind of deciding to go that route um and being like okay we're gonna use kickstarter we're gonna do this did you have any like worries was there any kind of like oh god like you know like what were your drawbacks to that like did you have any have any fears of it um, well, yeah, um, the biggest problem with a crowdsource funding platform is there are, uh, let's just use Kickstarter for an example. There are 35, I, uh, the number varies depending upon the source that you go to, but some 35,000 people that support crowdsource funding projects. So just uh, imagine for an example that you were interested in something that's on Kickstarter. Well, how are you going to find it? There are 35,000 projects out there. Yeah. I mean, which one are you going to look at? Which one's Kickstarter going to push up in front of you? How, how are you going to know uh, um, to even to look exactly, at the real yeah. Because everybody who's doing a crowdsource funding product thinks theirs is the very best. I mean, that's the whole reason people do crowdsource funding is they think everybody wants it. And maybe that's true, but 
I personally don't have the time to pay attention to, you know, 30, 40,000 different projects and see which ones I'm going to be interested in. So well, how are they going to find mine out of everybody else's? Well, the, the hard thing is, I mean, there's just so much noise, right? It, it, oh, yeah. It, the internet just has so much noise. And it, it it's insane how much is moving and how much is constantly moving and how quickly it moves. Um, I, I was listening to a podcast um, just the other day. Uh, it was it was a Joe Rogan podcast, and they were talking about YouTube and just how many videos get put up on YouTube. Like every hour is just ridiculous. It like the, the amount of videos that go up on YouTube every hour is more than like any human could ever watch in a lifetime, right? Right. And then the amount of comments and all that stuff that gets put on YouTube is just insane. Like nobody could ever keep up with that. You know what I mean? So it, it's just insane. Like with with you saying like we got this crowdfunding thing going and there's 35,000 other people that are doing the same thing as we are. It's right. Just, it's crazy. So you, the only way to be successful in crowdsource funding is, is to um, really know where that source funding is going to come from. Because uh, if you just, you know, put it up and say, okay, everybody, um, Mine's the coolest, and everybody else is doing the same thing. It's going to go nowhere. So you really yep. have to know where your support's going to come from, which is a lot of hard work, and it's expensive because, well, it's, it's like my website. Um, it it's built around trying to get attention and make noise, and you really only make noise one person at a time, like you and me talking on the phone here, and then yep. uh, the influence that you have with your listening audience, whether or not they want to pay attention to it. So it's, uh, it's catching the eye of, of influencers who um, can take a, an entire viewing public, which is saturated with noise coming at them, and get them to pay attention long enough to what you've got going on. So that's, that's what is uniquely different about a, a product like the grill gun it's, it's eye-catching. I mean, you look yes. at it and you go, you, you either like it or you don't. And there's really not sort of an in-between. I, I guess the closest thing to in-between, I've had a lot of people um, say things like, ooh, I like that, but, you know, mama would never let me have that. Or I don't trust myself with that much fire. So, so that that was going to be my question. My, my next question is, like, when I looked at it originally – and I looked at it for the first time. I remember being like, that looks pretty cool. I wonder if he's going to have any pushback on the fact that it's a gun. Yeah. Well, you know? there are people who don't like guns. I have a, I've got a, I've got to start with something. Um, and I have a whole slate of, of um, products that I would like to do along the same genre. So when it comes to actually selling them in stores, uh, it, it'll have to have the shape of a gun, shape-wise. I mean, just the ergonomic shape of hold the hold the handle yep. semi upright and have the barrel, you know, facing out. And it doesn't have to look like a gun. But what's the differentiator? And so, 
I'm not going to please everybody with anything, you know. No, of course not. Here, here, look at my weed torch that looks like, um, you know, it'll light charcoal. People would yawn at that. So I had to find uh, something that was attractive to at least one segment of the buying public. And people who like guns and like fire, they sort of drool immediately. I, I was at a um, gun show, you know, uh, the Wanamaker gun show in Tulsa, Oklahoma is the biggest gun show in the world. And okay. it's pretty, it's pretty cool to be at the show, um, you know, basically signing people up to do crowdsource funding. I'm not selling anything cause I don't have something to sell them, but people would walk by, uh, mind you, I'm at a, at a show where the only reason people are at that show is because they like guns. Yep. So, but there's nothing about, uh, liking guns that also say that you like to charcoal grill. Exactly. Um, but by and large, the people who like guns also like being outdoors. And, and yeah. when you consider the the charcoal grilling public really is uh, pretty much one in three. So you if you if you figure there's what three hundred and fifty million people, you know, you got a hundred million of them, hundred and ten million people who like to charcoal grill right off the bat. And so you're gonna have a lot of crossover, people who like guns and like grilling but still whether or not you're gonna have an awful lot of people that would trust themselves with that much power in their handle you know in their gun um that's that's kind of an unknown but so anyway as the people would walk by the booth um i i would see there would people would kind of look at it and they'd kind of walk on and you know kind of look to the other side real quickly but then you, you know those four five Six percent of the people that would walk by, their eyes would just light up, and they'd have to come over and talk about it because they never seen anything so cool, and they really liked the idea. Now, how big of a flame can you make? Oh <laughs> uh, well, it's it's a torch. Now, I, I do make. Um, I. It's not a flamethrower. People like to refer to it as a flamethrower. Well, if I'm not wrong, is I don't believe it's legal to make a flamethrower, correct? Oh, it's legal. Is it? Okay, um, I just thought it but, might. But it's regulated. So okay. you can make a flamethrower, but you've got to get licensing to do that. And the definition okay. of a flamethrower is that it literally throws fire, uh, liquid um, fire for a distance of more than 10 feet. Or 10 feet, that's the threshold. Okay. So, so you know, if you're mixing... Um, you know, the napalm kind of fluid that you then squirt out of a hose and light on fire and shoot 35, 50 feet or something like that. That's a flamethrower. Um, okay. This is a, a propane torch. Now, if you if you push liquid propane through it, um, yeah, for instance, the grill gun has the is designed with the propane vertical at the bottom of the handle it's very specifically designed that way so that the propane gas on top of the bottle is coming out the barrel so that it lights and burns completely the blue flame that you see on the on the videos that's completely consumed propane gas so it's just heat it's just energy now if you were to shoot the grill gun and uh, turn the thing upside down where it was then the um, propane was, you know, coming through the valve and out the barrel instead of liquid gas. It was coming out 
I mean, instead of gas, it was coming out liquid. That too would burn, and it it would change its color from blue to yellow, and it's just fire that it's throwing. But it burns so fast that you're not going to get more than uh, maybe maybe five feet of throwing fire. Well, um, that's that's not what the gun's designed for. It's not designed to throw fire. It's designed to um, shoot heat out so that you can uh, the it fire that I, you get with yeah, yeah charcoal. It's so much hotter to have it that blue flame. I mean, it's it's incredibly hot compared to you know the liquid propane just burning, and it's wasteful to do it as well. So uh, even so, five feet is not ten feet. So therefore, from a technical aspect, it's not a flamethrower because it doesn't yeah, therefore, meet the criteria. Therefore, you are still legal, my friend. That's right. That's right. That, and you can a, do that really with any torch. Uh, you're just you're not supposed to shoot. Well, they're not designed to shoot the liquid propane out and have it burn. They're not designed. Just because they're not designed to do something doesn't mean the world will not make it happen. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And 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 people will do that. And it's not going to. Well, it's just fire. And you, I say just fire, and I don't mean to be cavalier about it. Because people will, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. People, people can burn houses down it. with matches. They don't have to have a torch to do that. So, people will misuse um, all kinds of things. That's now, that's why there's such a debate about guns too. Of, well, of course, absolutely. Um, now, while designing it and putting all that stuff together. Why did you choose the material that you choose just just for the longevity and making sure that it will never burn out? Yeah. So the um, the design on the finish, for instance, you know, you you would not want to buy a a rifle or a pistol or something like that with that's made out of steel that would rust on you. I mean, that's you want to have a nice quality gun when you buy a gun. Um, and I wanted to create a grill gun where the steel parts were not going to rust. We're not going to burn up. Uh, um, I 100% guarantee you any weed torch that you go out and buy, the finish is, you know, is um, a, a simple finish designed really to look good on the shelf, and it doesn't cost anything, so that you as the consumer can buy it and go home and uh, do it. At, do with it whatever you want to do. Um, and there's all kinds of uses for torches. So, But they don't really care. The moment it's out the store, um, you bought it. Uh, it's yours. And, but I, I wanted to design a product that you use the torch over and over and over again. And the finish, it can handle the heat and it can handle the abuse. And it, it's always going to look good, something that you're proud of hand handling plus it's a tool so that when you um you know you you put it in your trunk or you put it in your um box uh, i can't tell you how many different um toolboxes people have told me they're going to put their grill gun into for different things because everybody everybody i mean i heard uh, dozens of reasons that they needed a grill gun at the like at the wanamaker show Beyond just lighting the grill, they, you know, this is almost incidental. I want this because of something else. So it needed to be durable and not fall apart because 
a brand new product uh, out on the market, trying to make a name and a reputation for itself, and opening up an entire market channel like charcoal grilling, lighting it with a high-powered torch. You don't want to fall flat on your face when you do something like that. So it needed to be made out of out of um, steel, and it needed to have a um, a finish on it that I would be proud of, that you'd be proud to own, and then the less less important um, inexpensive parts that keep help to keep the cost down. The gun body itself, the internal uh, parts, need to be made out of um, uh, higher temperature. Um, higher impact rated uh, plastic material that uh, you know isn't going to break on you when you when you try and use the gun so uh, use a grill gun so now, material selection and finish was very important now just out of curiosity what were some of those other uses <laughs> just cuz you know like curiosity killed the cat you know what i'm saying <laughs> well i think the most novel one well i liked I like the fact that I should be going to uh, park, you know, um, um, federal parks agencies and stuff like that for um, having them readily available for um, backfire burning in um, backcountry. You know, when when you've got a major fire going on in California and you need to and you need to do a back burn in order to control a fire. Yeah. The just to have a portable torch at the ready that you can just grab and, you know, it's in the box on your truck and you just reach in and grab it and, and run out there and you can light fire and you're not having to haul around a big propane tank that they thought that was, uh, a use that, you know, that I need to be spending my limited resources and time on uh, chasing that one down. But I mean, that's an example of it. Uh, the one I was going to say was, um, a guy came down. So the Wanamaker show was first uh, of April and, so it's still wintertime up north, and um, he was from Minnesota, and he he drove a service truck for semis, and he said, man, what you really need to do is you need to uh, market this to uh, truck centers. Um, truckers would buy them and keep them in their truck because when you're out in the, um, on the ice and the snow below freezing and your um, your truck, uh, brakes on the, uh, I'm sorry, the brakes themselves on the on the box that you're you're towing, they they freeze up when you park them overnight. It, a lot of people will forget and they'll set their brakes and then they'll the ice will form on them and the brakes won't release. Yeah. So they can't move the truck. And um, you're in Chicago, right? Am I, I am. Yeah. Okay. So you maybe you even heard of that? You know what I'm talking about. But you could go out there and hit the – well, again, I'm not promoting this because I have no experience with it. I, I don't want to suggest things. But when I, when I hear this, – this particular guy says, you know, the garages will have these uh, weed torches with a hose in a 20-pound tank, and they'll, they'll wheel them out and put them in their truck and go unstick a semi somewhere. And how much better it would be if they just had this little portable guy that would put out the same sort of heat and just have it at the ready all of the time. And I thought, well, that's cool. So that's an example of something that I hadn't uh, ever even known about or considered because I don't live in that part of the country. The only the only problem that they would have, I think, with that is if the tank is too small, 
the tank will actually freeze. Propane oh, yeah. Propane does freeze. I know people are like, wait, what? It does. Yeah. It is a gas. It, it does eventually freeze. Um, if it gets too cold out, it eventually – it starts slowing down tremendously. So like in the winter, I keep my propane tanks inside. Um for for the the torches that I use, I, I keep my propane tanks inside because you, you have to. Otherwise yeah. Now, it are freezes. you talking about like the twenty pound torch, uh, twenty pound bottles? No. Or are you talking about the smaller one pound. I'm talking about the smaller the the smaller like one smaller pound bottles. Yeah. So you wouldn't keep the bottles. You'd keep them up in the cab with you where it's yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah. You're exactly right. Propane boils at minus thirty five degrees Fahrenheit. So that's cold. And and so the yep. colder it gets to that point, the less it's even going to be gas. So it works really great in the summertime when the ambient temperature keeps the tank warm longer. But still, you know, you're you're pushing a, a lot of propane out of the nozzle yep. of the grill gun fast enough that it freezes. I mean, that it, it chills the tank. So, you know, you yep. reach down and touch that bottle in about three minutes and it's ice cold. And that's, yep. that's really all you have in the grill gun when you're using it three minutes at a spurt of really high power. And then after that, it's so cold, you've got to let the thing warm back up again. So if you're obviously out in the wintertime, it's not going to warm up. You got to put it back in the cab and grab the second bottle that's in the cab and, and go back out there and keep heating it. So, yeah, it, it's definitely a swap out. When I do, when I use the grill gun in the wintertime, same thing. You know, I keep my propane tanks in the house. And when I go, the little bottles, when I go out there and light the grill, it only takes a minute for me to light my grill. So it doesn't have a chance, even if it's 20 degrees outside, it doesn't have a chance to freeze the bottle up. I get my grill lit, get it hot, and then I th- throw my meat on and start cooking. That's that's it. I mean, it goes right back to why did I start this in the first place? Because I like I like the beer drinking aspect and social aspect of outdoor charcoal grilling, but but does just because I light my grill in a minute doesn't mean that I can't still enjoy talking. And plus, it's a lot more fun when when people are over and they watch me light my grill with a grill gun instead of, oh, of you course. Know, with a you know, lighter fluid, you know, which I would never use or, um, you know, a charcoal chimney. I, I just, just because I can spend 30 minutes getting my grill going doesn't mean that I should. So or anyway, that's where to. the grill came. But yeah. Why, why, why not spend my time eating rather than, uh, well, I could just see you getting a lot of, a lot of people that are interested in, um, a lot of stick burners and stuff like that. Guys that are guys that are using nice big rigs that uh, need need a little bit more flame. You know what I mean? Um, and they need that to start, you know, actual sticks on fire. And I think yeah. I think your your grill gun would actually do that. Yeah, um, I think that this would be the kind of thing that. Um, where I'd like to see it go is that, you know, people keep one in the trunk of their car if they like, if they're out, an outdoors person, they like to go camping. I mean, how many times have you tried to start a fire and the wood is wet and, um, you know, campfire or grill, or, or you go to the, the state parks or um, federal uh, parks and 
or city parks and they have those you know pole grills and you can put your charcoal in there and then the birds and the squirrels and everything else that's been on the grill yeah it takes a while to get it going and yet with the grill gun you can just i mean you if there's debris on it it's incinerated real quickly um, yeah <laughs> you, you make quick work of meal prep when you have that much heat available and yeah. again you've got to have the responsibility associated with that much fire you don't want your children playing with it it's tempting for them to but uh, you know that's what a responsible adult's supposed to do is take care of their tools exactly we are all responsible i think yeah i wish um, we were <laughs> but yeah. it, it 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 i think it's i think it's a really cool um, tool i think it it starts It'll start your fire really, really quickly. It, um, I mean, that's exactly what you know. That that's its job, right? Uh, and the the amount of, I guess, what is it? It's technically BTUs, right? Uh, that yeah. It gives out is awesome. I, I was going to say the amount of like force, but <laughs> but it's it's just great because it'll start that fire really, really quickly. It'll ignite charcoal, or it'll ignite wood. Um, which I'm sure that'll probably be a big use for people too. Cause if you're, I mean, if you're an outdoorsy person and you enjoy fire, I mean, I love having a fire in the backyard, you know what I mean? So yeah. why not use it to start that? Because no one wants to sit there and try to start those things. Well, I did a, a, a business, I, I, I cooked hamburgers for a business conference in Tulsa at a, a place called at a company called Thrive 15 and they had 150 people inside during this business conference. And at noon they went out and they were given the opportunity to go outside and it was 30 degrees outside and uh, go outside and, and I was set up to cook hamburgers and you know, this is November and it's 30 degrees outside and I'm wearing a coat and the people came outside the door and they saw a big grill that's capable of holding, you know, 30 uh, patties on it, uh, hamburger patties. And, uh, you know, I have all the fixings and stuff like that set up. And they walk out the door to see me fix hamburgers. And the charcoal grill is sitting there with charcoal in it, but it's not lit. So I have, you know, people are hands in their pockets and they're, they're blowing frost out of their mouth. And they say... They want to see what's going to happen. And in two minutes, I'm, I kid you not, two minutes, I was throwing hamburger patties on the grill and cooking hamburgers. And if that isn't impressive, I can't, I can't motivate you, you know. They, uh, that's the kind of thing that I'm – that's the reason I grill year-round because I can, you know. It's, it's fun to do. Hey, I mean I grill year-round, but we get cold. I, I barbecue year around. Let me, let me let me tell you. Yeah, we have done some. We've done some very cold barbecues. Um, so, have you done this? Have you used a weed torch to light your grill? Like oh yeah, for all these years. Okay, absolutely. so you know what it's all about. Yeah, I, it's just I, that now I've made a torch that maybe you'll you'll think about buying instead of um, using yeah, the I weed mean, torch. I'm a I'm a little bit uh, 
obsessed with 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 flames. So I think I, I think any bar any real barbecue dude it, it falls in love with fire and then falls in love with food. You know. Um, yeah, I had somebody just, write on the, my Facebook page. I've been doing this for forty years with a weed torch. Big deal. And I'm thinking, great. That's all I'm wanting you to do is to enjoy grilling. Uh, yeah, but it's not round. like you're you're like saying like, oh, I, I've I've invented a. You, let's be honest. You didn't invent a. You didn't no. invent a flame uh, like a, a torch. That's not no. what you're saying. You're not like, hey, I reinvented the wheel. Like no, nope. you just I created a better torch more... than yeah. I just made one that's that's cool. It's better. Uh, it's higher quality, and uh, and that's all that matters. And every everything about the design of it is better than what you are able to buy. And and I uh, want a proliferation of them so that people would continue to want to buy them because they like different styles as well. Mm-hmm. So instead of just buying the one that you see there, would you uh, would you want to buy one also, even if you own that one, if it was uh, modeled after an Uzi or an AR-15? Or, I'm sure uh, there's a market for it. There you go. You know what and, I mean? That's right. So it's all a, different I, types of grill guns can be out there. Can be put out there. Yeah, and I think that's one of those things where then then you're starting to get into the – the the um the more nichey things right where it's like well right. I really like you know this is my favorite type of gun so I'm I'm, I'm gonna get that one and that, and yeah. that's all personal preferences at that point right? right you know the person could be like oh I want I want just the, just the basic you know standard model or right. they can say I want I want to upgrade or I want to um I want to collect them all. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. The reason people have gun saves with, you know, sometimes 300 guns in them is because they like guns, not because they need 300 guns, you know, to defend their house. So I'd I'd like them to collect grill guns. Yeah, I mean, as long as they don't burn down their house. Uh, <laughs> That's right. And they probably won't um, do their best, right? But I think I think it's a really cool. Um, it's a cool solution to not necessarily a problem, uh, but I think it's a cool solution that you, you've you made a, a torch that de- the igniter doesn't blow up in 15 minutes because um, that's one of the – I think that's one of my biggest pet peeves is when you have a torch and it goes out for the last time. You know what I'm saying? But you, yep. you've, you turn the gas on, you, you're going, and you're clicking that igniter – and you're just getting tink, 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 and then you're like, okay. And then you got to stop everything, and you got to go find either a lighter or you got to find a sparker, so that you can go back out there and light your torch. Yep. And it's, I I don't know what it is, but it will never fail. It's always like the day that you're running late, that like it's raining outside or it's horrible weather, and you're like, well, I got a torch. It's fine. I can do this. And you go out there and it's like tink, tink, tink. You're like, God damn it. <laughs> no. That'll it's never always that day, right? I knew. But I'm saying it's always that day. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so you you just don't you don't want that to happen. And it's not it's not something that I I I, I mean those are the those are the days where I like I, I I'm a firm believer in any day that I'm grilling is not a bad day. That's right. <laughs> 
because I'm cooking. But um, it, it it's one of those things when when that does happen, you're almost like, man, why is this going wrong? And for you, I mean, it's not a problem. That's right. It's gonna stay. It's gonna stay. It's gonna click on. It's gonna go, and it it that's that's a fantastic solution. And anyone that's like, well, I've been doing it. It doesn't matter. No, I get it. Like once you, once that day happens, then you then you know I got to bring this out with me. But then you're just adding stuff to your arsenal. Yeah. And it's nice to have it all in one complete package. And then you got people that are uh, that live in the country, and they have a multitude of uses for fire. You know, from pasture burns to um, you know burning oh, their absolutely. own trash. Absolutely. So. Now, what, uh, it, what what is it retailing for? Um, well, it's in the throes right now of, of being uh, manufactured and coming out. So the grill gun itself is a $95 uh, product okay. that comes with the hose and uh, the stand. So on the website, you can see the, the gun. Oh, that's right. The, that's right. It does come with the hose, which is nice because then you can attach to – a 20 pound tank, 20 pound right. tank and not be super close. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I designed it to where it would, you screw the bottle right on. And then I also created a hose that, um, it's only eight feet long, but that's the right amount of length of a hose to have a propane tank sitting there, you know, nearby your charcoal grill where you yeah. can access it. It's not a, it's not too short. It's not too long. It doesn't get in your way. It's really handy. I keep my grill gun literally hanging on a hook right under the, uh, uh, the little side table on my grill and yeah. it's tied to the tank all of the time. I never have to go look for it because I have more than one and I have the other one that I'll take out <laughs> for other purposes. You, you'll, you'll, uh, use the other one for weed, weed eating. That's right. Well, and because I live in the country, I uh, I do burn my trash. Now it's something you can't do in the cities, but um, it's it's really nice to go throw the stuff in the burn barrel and just uh, hit it with a flame and and walk away from it. Ignites and goes. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I think I think uh, it, it's it's very very cool what you did. What you've designed is awesome. Like I said, it was you didn't reinvent the wheel, but you you made uh you put rims on it. <laughs> yeah, I took real reliable, stable technology. I mean, I it's it's not like I've created something that no one's ever seen before. Exactly. In yeah. the technology. I've just made it better and made it attractive. Yeah. And, and that's I mean, isn't that the that's ninety five percent of the battle? Yeah. At least I and, think well, I, well, uh, that's the beginning of the battle. The ninety-five percent is letting people know about it. So I'm yeah. There, I'm there, there's the other part. To talk to you. That's the other. That's the other part of it, right? Uh, right, man. I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast, sharing your story, and uh, you know, telling all of our listeners about it, guys. Make sure that you go and check it out. Um, it's uh, See, this is when I don't have my, my notes in front of me. It's grillblazer.com. I didn't want to – I almost said grillgun.com, but it's grillblazer.com. Make sure you go check it out. Um, make sure you guys go give them all your money. Uh, <laughs> but go, go check <laughs> them great. out. 
Uh, it, it's it's a fantastic it's it's a fantastic apparatus. Um, it'll work really really well uh, for any of our Kamado style cooker guys. It'll light your charcoal really really quickly. Um, my stick burner fans, it's going to you'll be able to light your stick burner with it. Um, all my kettles, any anyone that is on a Weber kettle or anything like that, uh, though it's gonna I mean it's gonna light whatever you have to light. Uh, it'll light your PK grills. It's gonna it's gonna do any charcoal. So it'll be fantastic for all you guys, and um, you guys should definitely go check it out. Now, if you can do me a favor, can you tell them where they can follow all of you on online? Like where do you guys have Facebook, Instagram, and all that? Yeah, Facebook, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. In fact, if you just type in Grill Gun now on the internet, it'll take you there. Oh, so, fantastic! That's even better. It just—that's <laughs> what happens when you. Um, when you get uh, enough publicity to have people be able to find you. So yeah, grill gun, grill gun.com, uh, Facebook, uh, find it and grillblazer.com, Instagram the same way. And awesome. uh, then clearly the website directly. So man, once again, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast, hanging out with us and, uh, chatting barbecue, chatting flames. Uh, so thank you so much. Thank you.